0: episode of Confessions of Disney cast member is brought to you by Candy Apple Prints Co. This small business is run by the lovely Dave who is based in London. He started this business in August of this year. He sells retro Disney prints of the rides, locations, parks and much more. Our favourite being the Epcot bundle set. Dave started this business because there wasn't a lot of these style of prints over in the UK and people were having to order from America and the shipping costs were often outweighing the cost of the actual print. So, thank you so much, Dave, for bringing these prints over to us here. Follow Dave's business over at Candy Apple Prints Co on Instagram. That's Candy Apple Prints Co on Instagram. And use our code Disney Confessionist for 15% off his Etsy store. That's Disney Confessionist for 15% off at Candy Apple Prints Co.
1: to another episode of confessions of a disney cast member where i chat to disney cast members from all walks of life and of course all walks of magic for today's episode i will be talking with miss ellie sedman who sprinkled her pixie dust in disney's Up on the crp hello ellie I, did you- pixie dust. I like
0: that that was
1: cute all the pixie dust um how are Wait.
0: you i'm good how are you
1: yeah not bad just just do it just trying to relive the Disney dream day in day out um but yeah we don't have much time on this podcast and I want to get through as much as possible so shall we get cracking
0: let's do it go for it let's do
1: it so you have only done the cultural representative program right you didn't do a college program
0: just that one yeah just the
1: CLP what was your inspiration for applying for the program
0: um I think I didn't even know it was a thing until I first went to Disney World when I was maybe 19 and I was very naive to what Epcot was got there and was like oh look at all these countries this is cute (laughs) and then I think maybe by country three I was like hang on a minute these people are actually from their countries and by the time I got to the UK I was like, are they going to be British? Are they actors? You know, when people used to think that we were Americans with bad accents, I was not sure. And I went into the sportsman's shop, the one that sells all the football shirts, and got chatting to this guy. And sadly, I can't tell you his name. He was slightly older. And this was well this is like I was 19 I'm 26 now so this was a while ago but I was just like are you really British and did all those things that now I hate myself for and he said yeah and he explained that he was there for the year and I think he might have done it once before and he just explained it all to me and I remember being like I want I want I want to do this this is what I want to do oh my god and I just walked out of that shop and was like that's amazing you know these people get to live in Disney World yeah um and then went home I went back to reality and it wasn't really right for me to be considering something like that then and there. So I think I waited until I was about two years later when I was 21 and then was like, I want to do that. Like I, that's all I want to do. And I just kind of set my heart on it. And um it was just a case of I don't think I can move forward with my life until I've done this, which is probably yeah. not the best attitude to have. But you I bank just so, so that much on it me.
1: though, don't you? Like it really you do. when you apply you just put your whole life on hold for it because it is the dream.
0: Exactly. So I applied um, the first time and then I did the pre-screen and then I got rejected. Actually, when I was on my second trip to Disney World, I got rejected on the second day of my holiday. It was very traumatic. Um, at Rafiki's Planet Watch, got the email. Oh, that bad times. the
1: worst place to find out as well. <laughs> oh,
0: it was shocking. That place has no, no phone signal as well. So I knew that the emails were coming out and we got on the train to the Planet Watch and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to find out while I'm here if I'm going to get through or not. And um the pre-screen went so badly. Everybody in my pre-screen group, no one nobody got through. It was very it was a bad thing. Um and I met Chip and Dale, and the pictures are so funny because you can see that I am severely struggling in that moment because I'm so anxious. And then we walked back to the train station, I didn't have any signal, connected back to the Wi-Fi, sat on the bench, got the email, and I literally just sobbed and now I can laugh about it but at the time it was like my friend I went with my best friend and she just looked at me like what is wrong with you because she you know she doesn't understand you don't Um, unless you're
1: in that position
0: I just felt like my whole, everything I wanted to do had been taken away from me. And she was like, no, you can apply again. And in that moment, I was like, it's never gonna happen. And so we went back to the hotel, to Caribbean beach. And I did that dramatic run into the room, flung myself on the bed. The maid was in the room. So the maid came out the bathroom because we didn't know she was in there. Like, I don't think I even realized the door was on the latch. So I just ran in and flopped myself down on the bed. And she was like, oh, I'll come back later then. And um, so it was all very funny. But no, then I knew that like, after I cried about it I was like if I want to do this the only way it's going to happen is if I apply again so yeah. thankfully I did and then got it but yeah amazing. I don't even I was... know what you asked me I just rambled <laughs> I'm sorry
1: <laughs> no, you, you covered everything there which is amazing <laughs> but obviously you then went on to work for Disney Cruise Line as well which I forgot to mention at yes. the start so what Why? what was your main was it just that you wanted to carry work for the company or was like what was your reason for uh, deciding to go um, and be a Cruise Line cast member
0: it was sort of that I mean I applied for cruise line about two months before my program ended. So I think I sort of applied end of February. And what basically happened was somebody else who had done the merchandise program and then the merchandise leadership program had gone on to do it. And I'd spoken to them about it and said, what is it like? Tell me about it. Um, And then I went on a cruise with some people from our program and I was just asking everybody, tell me what is this like? What is this like? Because it's just such a different world I was really invested into how does how do these people make this happen for the guests you know yeah. um so I had the best time on the cruise and it was coming to the end of my program and I just thought I really don't want to move back to Essex. I don't want to be back at home in the rain. I want to still be surrounded by magic and happiness. And I still want to wear a name tag and make magic and and sprinkle pixie dust. So then um, this friend who went on to work on the ships had posted something about the fact that he was a manager at the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. And I was like, that is something that I've always thought was so cute. And I would love to do that. It would have been something I'd have loved to have done if we could have done other roles. Yeah. Um, and he messaged me and was like, I think you'd be great. Let's, let's let's get you set up for an interview. And it just happened. Like amazing. I had a really quick interview. I think because I was on my program, that obviously was a massive help. Um yeah. if you work for Disney then and you apply for another Disney job, they already know that you're Disney approved, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah. Because you're already there. So um yeah, I applied for that. And then have I told you when I found out I got Cruise Line, this is quite cute. No, you haven't. So I was with Ollie, Ollie, and we were on the Keys to the Kingdom tour. And I sort of knew that I was going to hear that day. Right. Um, and I was quite confident, which was unlike me. But just because of how the interview had gone, I, I thought it was going to go well and we were on the key to the kingdom tour and i don't know if you've done it but you can't really be on your phone for a lot of it right. um because a lot of it is backstage so we'd be backstage somewhere where you can't have your phone out and my phone would ding and i'd be like <gasps> is that it Ooh, the is that the email? and um that just kept happening and we'd go back on stage i'd check and it wouldn't it would be amazon or Domino's or something oh, no. and then um we went to the have you done the tour I haven't done it. No. so right at the end they take you down to the tunnels and they take you to the little Walt Disney tribute and we were there and my phone dinged and I was like "Ooh!" and then we came out of the little Walt Disney tribute and I checked my email right at the end of the tour and then I got a congratulations No, so that was really cute that's amazing um, so that so- was really like I think it I think I've struggled more with leaving the program in the last sort of 18 months than I have the first year because I literally left the program and went straight to the ships Very pretty much yeah so I didn't straight straight have forward. that sort of come down you know back to reality that everybody else did because I, I left that program knowing I was going to do something else it yeah. was magical and different um so yeah technically I'm still employed by them but coronavirus so. yeah
1: <laughs> not not exactly the cruise not, ship right now it's
0: been about it's about seven and a half months but, yeah you know yeah.
1: so I don't want to ask you, do you have a preference between the roles, but I'm going to, do you you prefer working in food and beverage or do you prefer working in the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique?
0: I don't, they are completely different and there is magical aspects to both. Um, From a completely blunt point of view, working on the ships, you make good money and you save good money because you're on a ship. So you're not paying any rent, you're not paying any bills. You've got nowhere to go and spend money. So you save really quickly but you make more money doing the rose and crown. Of course. But then you're going to spend that money. Spend more money, so exactly. yeah, 100%. That probably balances itself out. Um Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, you are you're playing a character, you know, you're you, but you're a fairy godmother version of, of you. So yeah. whereas in the rose and crown you just chat as if you're yourself. So they are completely different. <sighs>
1: She loves, Overall, them, both. She loves uh, them both. I love
0: them both. But I think whenever I've been asked this, I always say the Raising Crown just because that's a lifestyle and an experience compared yeah. to like it, living on a ship for six months is, is really, really hard.
1: Well, I was going to, that was the next thing I was going to ask you was um with regards to the living experience. So, RIP Disney Housing. Oh, um, you well, were- it's just.
0: It's just our housing. They're making a new one, you know? Yes, yes,
1: exactly. But still RIP to the old RIP. Um, I'm I'm just I'm hoping that one day I'm gonna be able to make merch that says RIP Disney housing on it, which is why I'm trying to brand (laughs) this. Um,
0: okay. (laughs) Hashtag RIP. Yeah, get that hashtag going,
1: guys. Um
0: buy
1: it. So with um to touch on your CRP first, what housing complex were you in and what was your living in America experience like?
0: I was in the commons. I was in a four-bed eight girl, which I think is the biggest you you could get at that time. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't even remember. I didn't want to live in Vista Way. I just wasn't really keen on that. Because I think I, I
1: love sorry, this. I'm
0: so sorry to everyone that Vista Way, in, this was before. In hindsight, when I got there, I would have been absolutely fine there. Yeah. Um. I just think before I read too many negative things Same. that scared me. But I I know now, and I had a lot of friends that got there going, "Oh my god, I'm in Vista Way. I'm going to hate it." And they yeah. didn't. It was fine. You know. I Actually, it. I would I would have loved to have been that close to Chick Fil A. I really would have. Yes. <laughs> um, so I didn't really I wanted to be in the Commons or Chatham that was my preference um and the only thing for me was I didn't want to be in a bunk bed room I didn't really care where I lived as long as it wasn't a bunk bed um and I think Vista didn't have bunk beds did it so that kind of swung me towards it yeah so I really panicked I just didn't want to be I'd never lived in a room with someone else before shared a space or done any of that so And I don't think I really felt about it and thought about it, excuse me, until I was having to choose my preferences. Um, So I basically put any option that could be a bunk bed at the bottom and was just like, whatever I get, I get. But on the day when we moved in, I was like, I was not okay. I was so anxious because what basically happened was. You find out before where, where you're going to live, where you used to, but you don't know what room type. And then Lydia and Ashley from my arrival date had been told they were in a one-bedroom three-girl apartment. So I was just like, "Well, I'm going to get, I'm going to get put with them yeah. because they'll just put the British girls together." And I love those girls so much, and they were they were my arrival date, and we were such good friends. I just didn't personally. I wanted to live with people from all over the world. Yeah, want to live. It's a part with of the culture. It's
1: the culture aspect, yeah. isn't it? So.
0: So I was just a bit like, well, that's what I'm going to get, and wasn't I wasn't disappointed by it because I knew I would have gotten really well with them, but I didn't want to go to work and then come home and be with the same people I worked with. Yeah. So when I got there, I was like, I was freaking out. I was really stressed, and then they told me that I was in a four-bedroom eight girl, and I was like, well, that's the complete opposite of yeah, what I, I was going to get. Um, and yeah, like it was. It I I think I was really lucky because I genuinely loved each one of my roommates and know a lot of people didn't but we were like a family we really were yeah um I had the best roommate which she was more like my sister like we'd bicker with each other sometimes but we were like sisters and, and you're all still of really us, Close
1: with her now right? right we're still really
0: close like yeah. we went away together last year for three weeks um we still have a group chat we've you know we still all speak and support each other and even though we live all over the world I know that like if I got married next week, they'd all try and be there. You know, yeah, they, I mean, they are so. genuinely my sisters. I felt so lucky because I, you hear horror stories. I mean, my, it,
1: my my house experience wasn't wasn't pitch perfect. Like there were yeah. there were problems. So I do. Think I mean,
0: was- mine was not perfect. We argued about the mundane things, but on the whole, like we all really liked each other and genuinely yes. cared, which I felt so lucky to have yeah. that. Um, and that was what. To be honest, that was probably the hardest part. Was knowing I knew you know you're gonna you're not gonna do the job anymore and you have to move home but for me knowing I wasn't gonna see these seven girls that had become my family was it was like a breakup it was horrid And knowing, um, well, one of you lives in Africa, one of you lives in Mexico, right. you know, you can't just, you can't just see it's, each other. It's, so. it's the
1: perk of having these friends from all around the world and you're like, oh, wow, I can pop to Africa and see someone I know. Exactly. Like, but also exactly. Then, then, then the thing of like, okay, <laughs> let's think of that like, realistically, like how easy exactly. to go to Africa and see my friend. Like, but still the, yeah. the, the fact that you've made friends from all around the world is such an amazing part of the programme and it really is another magical element to it is, is really and you so and you
0: really do learn about their cultures and their way of living and their food and it was just such a when i applied for the job i just applied for the job i didn't really think about the other aspects of it until i'd got through and was told to make decisions and do all of these things um so that was just a huge benefit that i was so grateful for but living in america was like it's just like another planet sometimes yeah. isn't it especially florida because florida is is its own situation yeah. Florida is a weird place it you know is. um but the I love theme parks
1: and chain restaurants basically exactly
0: <laughs> no it is but I'm I'm a sucker for that like I oh, love that stuff. I love like, it I, could I live there my whole life probably not no I think I'd go crazy but for that one year of you, you know leaving work and going to Target at 2am and buying huge bags of chocolate and candy because you can't get them in the UK I miss
1: or... I miss the um the scoopy crisps what are they called that you can like scoop dip with
0: I know what you mean I don't know the name of them but are they tos- Tosti- or tostitos so- or something
1: Tost- yeah, yeah that's it yeah oh god the the Hispanic listeners are like what is that <laughs> what, are you saying? what are you doing um
0: I so... so I live with I live with Mexicans for a year and they tried to get me to roll my r's and I, and I literally was like
1: <laughs> not I'm happening. the worst it's not uh, happening um, so then obviously adapting to living on a ship, I'm guessing that was again quite a massive change. You work much longer hours on a cruise ship in on any on any cruise line. Um, I imagine that was a whole completely different experience to living in Disney housing.
0: It was the hardest thing I've probably ever done because the same thing. like I applied maybe naively. I mean some people, especially with Disney because lots of people work for Disney because they want to work for Disney. Um, I don't know if people like Carnival Cruise Line have that same yeah. situation, they might do, but naively I I didn't want to work on a ship, I wanted to work for Disney, you know, it wasn't like I was interested in being a crew member at sea, I wanted to continue my journey with Disney and make magic, so when you move onto the ship, your first week or your first two weeks is health and safety, ship safety, what to do if the ship sinks, like everything that you need to know about living on a ship and I remember sitting in that classroom being like what have I done <laughs> what have I done um because it was it's it was like learning a whole new language and, know? the respons- and if I went-
1: knowing the re- level of responsibility that you hold oh 100% well.
0: and I was like jinxed because normally when you do your first contract you're not given we have the safety plan so if the ship sinks or something goes wrong everybody has a part to play in making sure you know everyone gets off the ship and everything goes fine but normally you're not given a proper position in that until your second contract oh no i got given mine on day 11 of me living on the ship i'd even like gone to my job yet and they were like okay so you're going to be part of traffic control and i was like i don't even know what means." <laughs> it's very like it's another language and it is another it's another world but you adapt to it and it just becomes your normal yeah and um I think if I went back tomorrow I would have to be refreshed in it all because it's been so long but um it was hard I mean I think the program massively prepared me for it because I was used to long hours I was used to guests um but to go from sort of 40 hours a week to 75 no days off living in a tiny cabin was hard but I was still living with people from all over the world and working with different cultures and so I think it massively prepared me and she keeps
1: going back like you keep going back so you have to do (laughs) something right
0: (laughs) well I did I did I've done three I don't know if I'll do a fourth who knows but um yeah it's every time someone says to me like should I do it I think just try it so I don't you don't want to look back when you're 80 and go I really wish I'd done that you know yeah um but it was it was very, 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 very different. Yeah. But I think I succeeded more so than other people because I'd done the programme and it prepared me for it. And so many people there have done programmes. They go from programmes to ships. Exactly. So it's a stepping so.
1: stone. So I, I mm-hmm. obviously I've not I've not done i um, I've not worked on the cruise, but it's always a temptation. So maybe I, I don't want to end up being that person when I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look I'm back like, at this hey. podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, but I told you. You she done.
1: predicted this while we're eating all the cheese and <laughs> old people's home um <laughs> but um do you we, we are slightly running out of time and I've still got so much to get through but I just wanted to uh, ask you if you've got a memorable guest experience that sticks out Ellie oh
0: on the program I think there's a few um I'm like one of those people that keep everything. So I've still got all of the like beer mats and the res- like, you know, receipt paper with people's names and numbers and messages yeah. on. I just kept it all because I knew that that would that would just bring me joy and memories. My favourite thing I have is I have a napkin that this girl, and I can't even, I can't remember her name, which is terrible, but we just clicked this child. And I think, I think if I remember correctly, they'd had a long day in the parks. The parents were done. They just wanted somewhere to like come and chill, and have a meal have a meal and you know relax and um I managed to just befriend the child to the point where they could enjoy their meal because she was having a great time with me they didn't have to worry about her and she drew me a little storybook on a napkin and it was me and her on the first page and it was like this is Ellie she is my server Ellie is from England. Ellie is twenty four, however, twenty three years old. And then there was a blank spot. This is Ellie's phone number. (laughs) I had this whole notebook where she just like wrote me out all these. That is
1: amazing.
0: It was so sweet. Um, So things like that, or I really liked doing the whole starting the fireworks thing. That was always fun. Yeah. Um, There's so many. I remember being on podium once, and I think this was the first time first magical moment I got I chatted to this family and um they were really sweet and I'd I'd done I think I maybe gave them a cupcake or something and then the girl mentioned something about stickers but we didn't have any on the on the sorry we was on chippy we didn't have any on the chippy cart and I managed to find some and then I just ran down the street throwing stickers at them just take the stickers I was like, Disney has loads. And I was like, oh, this is too many. And I was like, no, we're a multi-billion corporation. I've take got more stickers. roles.
1: Come back and take all the roles and
0: am sticking. Yeah, but there's just so many, like, I, just so many little things. Like playing, like, stick a limbo in the street. And just, oh, I just loved making people happy. That was the yes. best thing about it. And it's the same on the ships. Like, I've kept all of the notes and letters from all the princesses I've had that have said, you're my fairy godmother. It just like to me. That's why I, I've done it. It means so much yeah. to me. So I'll just just keep it all. But we were so lucky to make those moments with people. We were, and I just oh,
1: it's what, we keep, so it's, blessed. what it's what keeps us <laughs> running the magic. You know exactly, um exactly. Aside from guest experience, do you have a highlight of your program or your time on the ship that stuck out to you as like a number one moment?
0: <sighs> Other than
1: meeting me, but.
0: you was just that (laughs) moment of like oh my gosh I found my human um do you know what I think the first moment I remember because I struggled for the first sort of month I found it difficult and I was overwhelmed I remember I remember maybe like six seven weeks in when I was like closing chippy one night and I was like I was, you know when you get to a point where you're just doing the job you're just in a rush to leave you just want to go home and then I heard illumination start and I was like no like I'm, I'm I was timing myself to try and get to the point where I could close when illumination started not thinking about the fact that illuminations was starting and that yeah. was happening and that was all I'd wanted to do was be there every night to hear that show yeah and knowing how much it had meant to me when I'd seen it myself as a guest before and then I just I remember being a chippy one night and just like I just started crying because I was so happy. Yeah. I was like, "I'm actually here. Yes, I'm soap, dry, sanitised, drying. You know, all of this stuff." Which it's I'm all covered in. Oil, I'm
1: covered like, in fish fat. I'm covered like... in fish
0: fat and oil. But like that—that that show is happening out there, and these people were on their like hopefully their dream trip, having an amazing yeah. time, and I'm part of it. And I just think I just had lots of moments like that where it just made me just so grateful because yeah. I wanted to do it so badly. And a big part of me never thought I would. I really didn't think it would because it's so competitive, as we all know. All of us who have done it. Um, so I just remember there being many moments of like, I can't believe this is my life. You know, um, I think, this happened.
1: I think you'd agree with me that my main advice for anyone that wants to go on a program or will, is going on a program when things are back up and running again is do take that moment to realise that you are you are living. Your best oh because your five
0: f- like six nights of the week you're going to be like I just want to go home and get this disgustingness off me I don't want to I just want to drop the checks and get everybody out of my section yeah. but there will be that moment when you have that sense of this is my life you know yeah. I actually did it like and you're proud of yourself for getting there and you're so happy because that's your life and when I had those moments I would just try and like just really live in them because it was so so important and then there was everyday things like you know getting to go to like previews and the backstage tours and all those things were amazing. But for me, just like being able to do the job, i like, even when I was late to work, running across the like yeah. past past <laughs> space of earth, like I was still like, Woo-hoo! you know, just oh.
1: I um I asked you this in the last podcast that you did with me, but I'm going to ask you again. Um, it's your final question. If you could go to Disney right now, Ellie, what would you do?
0: Um, I'm assuming it's like virus-free.
1: Yeah, to- <laughs> yeah virus-free. Just to clarify, <laughs>
0: don't necessarily. I'd go
1: and buy any mask. I'd um... go and buy
0: masks and sanitizer. Um, oh, to be honest, at this point. This is, it was months since you asked me this. Carly, last time I think you asked me my perfect day. And I was like, I would run from here to here and blah, blah, blah. Right now, <laughs> like six months on, I just want to sit on the hub grass for the Starbucks and be basic and like watch the castle stage show yeah. and just be there, you know, like 100%. either that or just strolling through the World Showcase. I just love walking through the World Showcase, preferably during a festival um, eating. Yeah. Just just eating. I just want to be there. I can't even tell you anymore. I want to do this ride and this ride and this ride. I just want to be there But when literally, the virus is, the virus is
1: gone. Just, just getting off the plane at MCO, getting on the Magical Express.
0: When um, he goes the mayor, I'm the mayor, but he died. I will cry. I'll just cry. <laughs> like, Welcome back to Florida. If you're visiting for the first time, ah! you know, just, I'll be on that monorail sobbing and people literally. will be like, get away from the crazy woman, please.
1: She might have... No, I'm not going to say she might have. <laughs> hopefully it'll be over by then. It,
0: it will be over by then. That's when we can go back.
1: Exactly. Hopefully. Ellie, but I just it's... hope
0: it does I just hope for everybody That everyone can go back And people can go And do their programmes And yeah. everything So fingers
1: crossed 100% I hope so too But that is all We've got time for Miss Stedman I know we could talk about this For, for hours and <laughs> hours But thank you so much For joining me today So one huge thank you To Miss Ellie Stedman everyone
0: Thank you for having me
1: <laughs> Of course No worries And that has been Another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member. Don't forget to go And subscribe Follow our Instagram And listen to all Of the episodes because they're all as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, everyone, and bye for now.